while the dogs are out today. So I'm going to see if I can finish up before they get here. But if they do come, I have what it is that they want so that they will be grateful. We are taking the gratitude challenge. And I do believe that God can, will, is using this to change me and to change you too, I hope. I was talking to Neil Plantinga, wonderful author and thinker, and he's working on a book about gratitude. I'm very grateful to Neil for recommending lots of other terrific stuff to read. But he says uh, in this book that he's working on right now, it's not out yet, he says he's been haunted by one question. And it was asked 2,000 years ago by the Apostle Paul. Paul's writing the church at Corinth, and there's all kinds of conflict and bumping of ego and the stuff that you and I uh, hassle with and that we see in our society, in our country right now. And Paul asks this question, what do you have that you did not receive? What do you have that you were not given? And the reality is that everything I have, I have been given. There is a kind of logic to gratitude or an understanding that gratitude fits the way that we live that I want to talk with you about. We all have kind of a gratitude threshold, some level of goodness that the gift has to reach before we become truly grateful. And we're moved when great gifts are given. That touches us deeply in the heart. August 14th, this last year, Neil writes, uh, there was a, I think it was a 60 Minutes episode that took place at Johnson's College Prep High School on the south side of Chicago. Most of the students who go there are terribly under-resourced. Most of them are African-American. Most of them have to dodge violence to get to school. But the man who went to speak there that day was a guy named Peter Cadence. He's a business guy, CEO, among other things, of one of the largest cannabis companies in the world, to go figure. And he told the students that what they were going to hear on that day would change their lives. And then he said, you've had to, you know, butt headwinds your whole life long, and I want to be part of changing that. So every one of you is going to go to college for free. I will pay your tuition, and your room and board will be paid for, and books will be paid for. And because poverty and education issues are so systemic and so familial, uh, also one of your parents will get to go to college for free as well. And joy does not capture the pandemonium that got unleashed in that room with the thought that there could be hope, that somebody knows, that somebody cares. And one of the students that was interviewed afterwards said, God is going to get some special time from me tonight. Because I believe, we believe, that person believed that God is the ultimate giver. Neil said, if you want a definition of gratitude, gratitude is the glad sense. It is a perception, but it's a glad perception that you have been gifted with something by someone that puts you into a position of indebtedness. It is a glad sense you have been gifted with something by somebody in a way that places you in their debt, but makes you glad. And this is part of why gratitude is so fundamental to the scriptures. I think that uh, gratitude, thanksgiving, and so is used over 150 times. Very often, it's commanded. 
And it, it has to do with uh, what we need to see when we look at a situation in order to experience gratitude. Gratitude is commanded. It is something that we are to offer. But it also emerges out of a certain way of seeing. And there is a philosopher, Christian philosopher, really good on virtues, who has written in a very helpful way on this. Um, his name, oddly enough, is Robert Roberts. And he's still a grateful person. Now, if you were parents and you were sitting around and thinking, how are we going to name our kid? And your last name was Roberts. What are the odds that the first name you would come up with is the same name as the last name you know that kid is going to have? We'll call our Roberts boy, Robert, the boy so nice we named him twice. Anyway, he became a grateful person and a terrific scholar. And he has, I think, a very helpful way of understanding the kind of perception that gives rise to gratitude. So I have prepared this so that you can see it. There are three elements that are needed in any moment to give rise to gratitude. Uh, there needs to be a benefactor. Benny apparently is the Latin for good. Uh, we, we in our day talk about the bennies, the perks that you might get with the job. So there is someone who gives a good gift, a benefactor, and then there needs to be a benefit. There needs to be the good thing itself. I will pay for college could be a cup of coffee that's brought to you in the morning, whatever it is. And then there needs to be a beneficiary. There needs to be someone who receives. And when these three elements are in place, a benefactor, a benefit, and a beneficiary, then gratitude is the natural response. Now, part of what that means is that my entire life uh, is one in which I should be overwhelmed by gratitude because I did not earn my way here. By the time I arrived, uh, there were others, especially God, but then my mother and father and others who had cared for me and watched over me and protected me and been generous with me before I ever even knew it. Every breath is a gift. Every beat of the heart is a gift. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of all lights the scripture says. Now, what this means also is that I can have a problem around gratitude in four different ways. One is I can fail to recognize the benefit. That's part of what we're working on in the gratitude challenge is to recognize uh, that tree right there, that flower right there, that leaf right there, that cloud right there, this air that I breathe. These are all gifts to learn to, I can fail to recognize the benefit, the good. I can also fail to see the goodwill of the benefactor, that there is somebody who has chosen to give to me uh, in a way that is really good. Um, so I can, be a bl I can be blind to the benefit. Uh, I can forget about it if I don't think of it enough. Um, I can fail to appreciate the benefactor. I can fail to recognize that the benefactor is a person of goodwill, that they are benevolent to me. I can also fail to um, realize that it comes to me as a gift. We'll talk about this more. This is where entitlement fits in. If you give me a car or a college education, I will be extremely grateful. If I pay you for it, it's a transaction. And so ironically, the more entitled I am, the less gratitude I will feel. I must recognize that what I'm receiving here is not something I have merited or deserved. 
that is coming to me as a gift. And then the fourth way in which I can fail when it comes to gratitude is I can fail to express it. I might perceive that it should be there, but I don't say it. And that's a great problem. One of the most famous studies of longevity in the history of social science is called the NUN study, N-U-N, a study of nuns. Among other things, they found that the nuns who failed to express gratitude or other po- positive emotions were twice as likely to die as those who expressed gratitude. So if you're a parent and you're working with your kids on being grateful, you could just try this. Say thank you or die. So we are working at not just learning about gratitude, but becoming grateful. Here's the practice for today. And if you are journaling on this, if you are writing it down, um, we'll help you with that. Uh, We're sending out emails and we've got this stuff available online as well. You could pause and do this right now. One of the ways to work on gratitude, to spend a few minutes with it, is simply to use this format. I am thankful to, and then you fill in the blank, whoever that person is, your benefactor. I am thankful to blank for, and then you list the benefit. Uh, This is from Robert Emmons. There is a difference between feeling grateful about something and being grateful to someone. Brother David Stendhal Rast distinguishes between thankfulness and gratefulness. Thankfulness for Brother David is a much more personal experience that occurs when we have benefited from a specific kindness from another person. I'm not grateful for that nap right now. To say that one is thankful to someone and grateful for something seems to be the more commonly preferred usage. When we thank, we think, namely in terms of giver, gift, and receiver. So now is the time to begin. Think of someone who has given to you. It might be a parent, might be a teacher. I think about somebody who was financially generous to me in a moment of need, and that is overwhelming to me. It might be a child. It might be a friend. Think right now. I am thankful to, and think about someone who has uh, worked, put effort, been generous, maybe even sacrificed for your well-being. I am grateful to, and then I'm grateful for, what is it that they gave you? Spend a few moments on that. And then we bring it back to God. God, I'm grateful to you for the day in which I live, the air that I breathe, the ground on which I walk, the car that I drive, the clothes that I wear, people that I love. For Jesus, your ultimate gift. We have a lot to be grateful for. Thanks for joining us. To receive the emails that go along with each video, visit becomenew.me slash subscribe. If you'd like a text alert whenever a new video is posted, text the word BECOME to the phone number 855-888-0444. You can send prayer requests to that number as well. To invite a friend, just share the link becomenew.me. We'll see you next time.